Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hello and good evening, everybody. <laughs> Caught me off guard slightly there. Welcome to Knife Talk, the podcast for knife makers, anybody interested in knives. Hosted by myself, Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. We've got Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. And we also have Mareko Mamasi of Mamasi Fire Arts. How, look at the guns. Look at those oh, guns. God, please, please. <laughs> please. No one wants to see that. I mean, just re- we don't want to see that. We saw oh, Jeff Bowles last week. <laughs> oh, did you? Wait a second. Stop the show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that was a good one. All uh, of a sudden, I'm thinking that was a good story, and then there you go. That was a good. <laughs> that was a that was a Father's Day joke. Surely, surely. That's good. That's good. Let's get yeah, straight in. Jeff, your week. What's been going on? Crazy. It's been a lot of business. A lot of busy. Uh, finished off a pile of knives that are going to ship out next week. Um, I had a very nice conversation with the people at Jacques Pepin. I talked to his son-in-law and his daughter who are involved with him and they're i'm doing another knife for Jacques. i mean he put he's been putting my knives in his videos which is real nice got a big old block so he just takes mine when he has the chance which was always very very nice and uh we had a nice conversation and that was really good and um i had a i had a funny situation happen i was working one day i don't know if you guys feel this way but what's worse than somebody popping in you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Like someone stopping by. I don't get it so much here, but I can imagine if you're if you're mid flow, yeah, I can imagine it's not the best. I had a pounding on the door, which is never good, never good. And it was an uninvited guest knocking on the door. It's always startling. And if you if you're an uninvited guest and you stop by for the first time, you know it's one of those things where. You're, you're off to a bad start, right? So I opened the door and it was an old friend of mine. And uh, he said, hey, what's going on? Nice to see you. And I said, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, I want to come in and see what you're up to. 
And I said, I said to him, have you been vaccinated? And he goes, no, 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 I haven't been vaccinated. <laughs> and I said, he says, oh, you do, does that matter to you? And I'm like, kind of, I mean, this, this is, this is my, you know, if we're out and about, whatever, but if we're Show in the space, if, if we're in the, in my space, it's just like, you already banged on the door and came in. And so he's okay. I'll put the, I'll put a mask on. So he comes in, we just chit chat. I'm kind of like already irritated. Wannabe predator hunting Brigham Kendall. When I make it to New York, can I visit you? This is from uh, the chat. People are in the chat watching us live. The answer is no. How you? <laughs> but thank you for asking. At least, at least you were nice enough to ask. So we're talking, and all of a sudden, he's talking about how he's looking forward to doing some travel, and he does a lot of traveling and stuff like that. He's just like, I'm trying to figure out places I can go where I don't have to worry about the vaccine, and you know, they're not. They're, it's not going to be a big deal, and you know, it's been real hard to travel now. And I just turned to him and I said, Well, why don't you just get the vaccine? And normally I would accept, I, you know, it's, you know, it's my personal decision. It's, you know, whatever I, I this is not my thing, whatever. But um, he said to me, well, you know, it hasn't been FDA approved and I did a lot of research on it and I'm really waiting for the FDA to, to approve it before I, before I, you know, top, you know, have it. Hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, if he had just said, you know, that's my personal decision, I'm not going to do it, I would have been, I'd have left him alone. But then all of a sudden I realized, I said, wait a second, weren't you the one who came in here with the custom vape pens that you made and all the oils that you bought online? <laughs> and then you, you told me that you were addicted to vaping and how much you love vaping. And I saw, and he just laughed. I said, wait a second, are you the same person who told me that you're a, a psychedelic adventurer and then you eat <laughs> mushrooms and acid and molly and you were telling me all about like all this fucking kratom and shit i said wasn't that you mushrooms whatever i said was that you <laughs> was that you are these is that you is that wasn't that you and he's just like i could see under his mask his face was getting red you know and it was just like he's like yeah that what i said you know what that fucking was you those none of those things were fda approved and now all of a sudden you give a shit about the fda and then all of a sudden i turned to him and i said Get the fuck out of my shop. I said, tell this to your bullshit <laughs> friends at the bar. Go tell your fucking buddies this bullshit because it's not going to work here. Get out of here. And I threw him out. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Go tell your mother this bullshit. Tell everybody else. But you told me, I know you. You don't give a fuck about the FDA. I so can't was, believe you said that to Steve Schwartzer. I cannot believe it. It's number one. It's everyone calls him Steve Schwartzer. It's Steve Schwarzer. But the number two is... <laughs> I wouldn't have thrown. He probably would have called me before he showed up. So, but but at the same time, it was like hilarious because it was like, you know, like I said, you have your own reasons. That that's fine, but don't try to don't try to pretend all of a sudden you're pro professional FDA. You're, you're like Mr. FDA. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that shit. But so that was a really funny moment because all of a sudden I was just like, I just threw someone out of my shop, and it was nice. great. It felt nice. really good. So I need to mention your, and I don't know if you have it with you, your um, your knife that you made, which was one of uh, Florentine Kitchen Knives blanks when you were over there in Spain. You finished it off this week. You've got it with you. I don't have it with me. It's at ah, home. Ah. I, I left. I brought it home for lunch. Yeah. So when I uh, was there two years ago, he gave me some blanks to take home, and I did one kind of like the way that the, the stacks handles the, the way he does it. And then I had an extra one, and I've been fooling around with it for a while. I actually made a handle. I put a handle on it two, like two months ago, and I hated it. It looked like a dick. It looked like a colorful penis. And I was like, fuck this shit, and I cut it off. And then I just, I've been fooling around with some new things, some Color Lab stuff, and I put it on, I threw this one on, and it was like, threw it on with everything else I'm doing. And 
little bit here, a little bit there, and it just came out great. So yeah, so he uh, he Tomer immediately messaged me. He's like, "What are you doing with that one?" And I'm like, "I'm it's going to stay here, <laughs> but if you send me some blanks, I'll I'll make some more, and we'll do a collaboration." So uh, this fall, he and I we I have so much shit I owe him, but we're going to do some like you know four or five different things. It looked special. So, it looked special. It was, it was fun. And I need to thank you for the bottle opener and the blank that you sent me too. It's well, it's stunningly beautiful. That bottle opener is something special. really is. Well, thank you for all your hard work and your friendship. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, it was a, a piece of, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm the Damascus I make is just, i just not good enough to sell. So it's like I've been, I buy Damascus from Bob Rankin and I have been for a while and it's super dependable and he's just a good dude. And it's, he just, he'll make it to the size you want. And his prices are great. And if you were to buy, you know, if you were going to stock removal uh, in Damascus from a small maker, he's a great dude to do it with. So he's been sending me Damascus for a while. And I had a little piece and I, and I thought I'd forge out a bottle opener. So it, it forge is great. Forge is really great. There were no, like, there were no problems with it. And mm. it was a lot of fun. So I, uh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, it is a beautiful Add thing. Add to your collection. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ever-growing collection. Morocco, right. your, your week, what's been going on? Well, you mentioned Florentine kitchen knives. We got to give them a shout out and congratulations to the new baby girl, Lily, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Congratulations, you guys. Uh, this last week for me has mostly been administrative stuff. So we talked a couple episodes back about a phone call that had to happen. It's kind of a big deal. So lately now I've been kind of doing um, kind of like administrative side of the business stuff kind of based around how all that stuff's going forward i know i'm teasing it a lot we'll definitely talk about it when when i can talk about it um i i did so i have uh what is it i have some gear from uh broadback actually um that i've been meaning you know i've just been caught up with all the other stuff i'm doing i'm just i i have a an issue of bouncing around and so i haven't really had a chance to to focus in on these things and put them together. So I finally, they sent me their new deep platen setup um, and I put it together and I also made some modifications to it a little bit uh, where I made it just a little bit deeper right in front of the, the arm where the arm kind of attaches to the, the platen holder. Um, Cause I really like to be able to swing the handle around behind the belt when, especially when I'm doing my handle sculpting. Cause I do like all my handle sculpting on the, uh, um, on the machine. And to be able to really get into all those curves and contours, I need to have a lot of flexibility. And some of that is some of that space behind that belt. Um, not just what's happened, not just the length of the, you know, the space height that I have to work with, but the depth too, that I have to work with as well. Um, and so I got that put together and what else did I put together? I can't remember what else. Anyways, I've just been putting things together and ma making modifications. And, oh, one of the modif other modifications I made was uh, to the platen, to the actual platen. And I saw Charlie post about this uh, a while back, but I've also been doing the same where on the back of the platen, um, instead of having square edges, it's chamfered at an angle so that you have this nice little tight corner that you can work around if you're doing whatever. Yeah. So I really love doing that. And so getting in there and cleaning that up and getting that fixed up to rock and roll is good. But otherwise, it's just been like, honestly, like boring business stuff, like talking to CPAs, talking to business lawyers, all this kind of shit. And uh, that's about it. I'm trying to think I have some. Oh, I have one more note I wanted to make about stuff I saw in this last week. Um, 
Oh, so I was doing some TIG welding actually on a mosaic. So I was making my little micro billets that I do where I make a, a mosaic bar. Then I cut off little chunks and I stack them up. And so I call those little micro billets and I TIG them back together. And I was always having this issue or lately I've been having this issue where it just feels like I'm getting really dirty welds and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I, I did a little Googling and I, it looks like I actually had my argon pressure up too high. And apparently, so the shielding gas helps protect kind of like the arc and where it's actually welding and all that kind of stuff. So you get nice clean welds. And if it's too weak, if you don't have enough shielding gas coming out, you're not getting that protection you need. But if you also, I guess if you have too much pressure too, it also does bad stuff. And so if I had been running it at like 1520, which is good if you're doing like a co2 argon mix for like mig welding or something like that but for tig welding you actually only want it apparently between like eight to ten mm. um and and i dialed it back and it just started welding super clean oh eight to twelve is what e-tech shooter is saying and it was it was great i have it sitting like just below 10 and it's killing it so there's that ellard blacksmith or Ellard, uh, Jason Ellard, Ellard blacksmithing, or is it blacksmithing? Ellard, anyways, <laughs> he's a crazy talented kid from Tasmania. He uh, he forged out these mosaic Damascus hammers. They're fucking stunning. I don't know if you guys have seen them. I saw them. I um, think you posted on your stories, didn't yeah. you? I did. It, it's just like I I saw the picture and it was shocking. Like mm. it was just absolutely like they're just absolutely beautiful and to do it three times over all really nice beautifully uh figured handles and stuff like that i had to post that back up so um yeah that's what i got oh nice actually i do have one more thing jeff's not gonna like this because <laughs> i'm mr snack attack in the shop <laughs> uh i have I, so, as long as it's not anything to do with me it's fine <laughs> you got a vending no, machine in the shop no i don't have a vending machine i actually i i did some like super low tech i got trail mix from costco but i have a tip for people who like the trail mix it's got like fruit and it's got like the m&ms and the peanuts and almonds and cashews and all that other stuff something i've been doing lately is mixing in a little bit something else you can also get costco is um bacon bits which is oh. usually supposed to be used as on salads and stuff like that so basically but the you know you it's not refrigerated it's on the shelf and that's because they the way they make it is like jerky and they mm. just chop it up into all these little bits so dehydrated have, yeah yeah you have pork jerky chopped up in little bits and that's what they sell and so i've started mixing that in with my trail mix to have a little bit of extra protein in there to kind of keep because i don't eat i'm not really a breakfast eater um but and i only bring a little bit to eat for lunch and but i also don't want to just keep throwing handfuls of this trail mix in so I've been munching on that trail mix. So that's my trail mix tip to add a little uh, of that dehydrated, that pork jerky nice. or do teriyaki jerky, whatever you want to throw in there. It's super tasty. It's Bacon mix. makes everything better. Yeah, of course doubt. it does. Without a doubt. It absolutely does. Before I talk about my week, we've had a question in the chat. So for those who are listening on Monday to the audio podcast, we record this live on a Friday and we record it live on YouTube and Facebook live too. Uh, so we get a bit of interaction from people and we've had a question from, well, not a question rather, but uh, more of a comment from Zane and Amber Beard saying, how do I get a hold of Bob Rankin to buy some Damascus? Loving the live show. So he's on Instagram and I think it's Bob Rankin Knives. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, yeah, drop him a, he's a lovely guy. Drop him a message, and I'm sure he'll be able to sort you out. 
Or, or Bob, if you're listening, contact Zane and Amber Beard. They're in don't, the market. Don't, for don't, 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 don't cold call this dude. <laughs> <Don't> call <laughs> I will. Yeah. So Bob Rankin, that TIG welder that I use now in the shop, that was actually sent to me by Mr. Bob Rankin. Oh, wow. Wow. So I owe him so Worlds much. Colliding. It's all coming all together. All yeah. coming together. That, that was very much a Ricky Gervais action you did there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I've had a really good week. So um, I've been using the Surface Grinder from Broadback Ironworks um, a lot this week. Um, surface grinding um, blades for a folder and a bunch of table knives. Um, and I've been loving it. It's just it's just easy to use, and I love it. But we'll talk more about that later when we talk about our sponsors. Um, we a bit of personal use changed things a lot this week um so uh we were, we're selling this current house that i'm currently in um and it, it fell through didn't go through but we had more visits this week and now somebody is buying it we found a new buyer and everything's agreed nice. um so that meant a lot of cleaning and tidying and my workshop here is in the house um so that needed a full-on overhaul ready for the visit so that was a bit of bit of a shit um but in good news um I don't know if you guys have them in America. This company called Relays and Chateau. Yeah, of course. They own hotels all around the world, like really high-end sort of hotels. And I've been bugging um, certain members of their sort of executive staff uh, for a long time about getting knives into into their restaurants and so on. Um, and I finally had a meeting this week with um, the guy who basically runs all of France. So there's there's 380 restaurants. Uh, sorry hotels around the world they're all pretty high-end stuff they've all got very good restaurants um met with the guy um and we're doing a deal so um nice. there'll, be a, there'll be a lot of my knives going to a lot of these a lot of these restaurants which is cool that's huge um, that's but like what was really nice about that was he sort of comped me a um a meal in 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 a local restaurant which he, which is owned Ooh. by Relays and chateau and this place is incredible so it's, it's in a town called Brantome, which my wife and i love anyway <laughs> Um, and we had like the full on experience, like the, it's, you know, it's, it's got Michelin stars and it's, it's like an eight course, um, gastronomy journey, you know, and it was, it was incredible. And, um, so yeah, I've been trying to diet, but we ended up having these eight courses. It was a bit of a celebration, um, because we've got this deal with, with the restaurant group yeah. as well. Um, so it's, it's been, yeah, a, a very, very good week. Um, now, now real busy. quick, sure. you're, sh- you're sure you're talking to the right guy, right? for this knife deal it, it is the right guy it is the right <laughs> okay. guy and in fact and in fact this first restaurant we went to they've ordered a bunch of knives as well it's not so. one of their dishwashers no yeah well, sure send us all these knives. <laughs> well he he, he caught me a hell of a meal if, if he's not the right guy caught me a hell of a meal and we've <laughs> already got good. our first order so um so yeah it's nice. all good but is, um is that the one when you posted the soup the, the little cup yes. of soup next to your hand yes so it was eight courses and it was um <clears throat> You know, quite uh, we're quite fortunate in what we do. That you know, I get to visit some really nice restaurants and so on for meetings and whatever. And they generally, you know, they they try to sort of impress you and feed you that kind of thing. Um, but this was the full on sort of French pomp. You know, the white gloves and you know the maitre d' oh, and baby. sommelier coming over. It it was it was proper good stuff. But um, yeah, the food was well, incredible. like drink pairings with every course. Yes, yes, yeah, I love yeah. That. It was it was it was very good, but. Uh, for some reason, there's there's this thing at the moment about about having herb flavored ice creams with like savory dishes. Yeah, and we sure. we've had it a few times now, and it it just jars me slightly. But um, everything else was fantastic. It was yeah, it was great. So, 
So that's been my week. Um, Wales went out of the Euros in the football, I'm afraid. Um, Can yeah, I just France... say one thing about uh, Relays and Chateau? Sure, it's sure. more like a guide, like from what I understand, because it's restaurants in the United States get affiliated with them. And yes. it's like a guide. And it's... it's huge i mean it's like you get like a plaque and you mount it to the outside of your building like it's yeah, like what, a big deal big they're deal. basically a management company so they'll they'll go in and they'll manage the hotel and restaurant oh really um yes yeah so the staff are oh, wow. generally employed by relation chateau um but i always thought it was like if there was like a relationship like with like outside restaurants like ac too. delco yeah it's, it's not <laughs> a buyout so they're, they're still owned independently by whoever right. it may be um, but they're sort of managed by this 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 larger group, if you like. Um, and yeah, it does work out as a sort of guide of guide to sort of quality, I suppose. Then as well. So um, so yeah, it's 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 very good news. Um, it does mean that I'll be doing a lot more of um, table knives, which can be quite boring because you do big runs of the same knife. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can spice it up and make them you know different for each restaurant, that kind of thing. So so it's all good. Um, but yeah, as in sort of personal news, Wales went out to the Euros this week, unfortunately. France went out this week, unfortunately, too, in what was probably the best game of football that's ever been shown on TV. It was it was incredible. Wow, um, that's a big statement. It was it was incredible. But um, but England are still in, and they play tomorrow in the quarterfinals. So yeah, so that is um, sorry, sorry, Marco. I was, I was just gonna say I learned recently that the term soccer actually originated from Great from Britain. I started following this uh, etymol uh, ent whatever etymology page, right, which yes, is yeah. like the, the origins of words in so soccer. Apparently, is an uh, originally a, uh, a a British term. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, people do <laughs> use soccer <laughs> meaning soccer, but I know you guys we use football as our main thing. But obviously, you guys have American football, which is different. You, you use the yeah. word soccer for our football. Um, yeah, as a kid, we called it soccer, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I have strange sports news. Go for it. I was I was listening to a Yankee game with uh, a, a dear. I love that professional trampoline, and I love it. What? <laughs> what you oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was a game, and Mark Peacock and I were talking. He was listening to, he was watching it or listening to it, and it was the Yankees and the Angels. Now, just to let you know, the Yankee Stadium is the, probably the most famous baseball stadium in the in the world. It has to be, yeah, top five. Yankee Stadium is number number one. And this pitcher for the Angels got on the mound, the pitcher's mound, which is in the very middle of the stadium. And it was fucking hot. You guys, it was so hot. I know, Mareko, you must have been like wilting. This poor son of a bitch was about to pitch. He got off the rubber, stood over the mound, and threw up everywhere. Oh, it was like the video, was, the video was so bad. It was like you, all you could think – the entire stadium is going, oh god, and they're boot they're heckling him because he's the opposing team. And this poor son of a bitch is just throwing up in the middle of Yankee Stadium. It was the uh, saddest situation I'd ever seen in my life. And a sports game is like ultra high definition in slow motion. I bet it was the worst. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like a dude. It's the dude you're looking at. It's the mm. it's the guy who's making the play. It's the oh. it was like it was totally crazy. So that that's I just wanted to Yeah. Know, I joked also. about hoping to survive the heat wave the 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 heat got a, at least up in olympia i know our our boy jeremy spake down higher temperatures but we got to about 112 here in olympia. insane insane yeah which is so hot and i joked about hoping to make it through the weekend and my dumbass got heat stroke 
Oh. And I was throwing up my guts. I had, like blacked out at one point. What? Wow. I was like, yeah. Were you like, in the shop was... or were you home? No, no, no. I was at home. I stayed out of the shop for those days. Yeah. I was at home when this happened. And this was like at the end of the day. Like we we started the day kind of outside and we were doing stuff. And But once it got too hot, we were like, all right, we're going inside. Uh, in the afternoon, we did go back outside, but we had like the kiddie pool all set up and we were swimming and hanging out and it was nice. But I underestimated, you know, the the kind of the illusion of staying cool with mm. also meaning that I'm also good internally. I was not doing a good job drinking water. I got severely dehydrated and too much time in the heat. I actually even cooked dinner that night. Oh, we didn't do a lot of cooking, actually. We did we did our Roman style dinner, uh, which is like a picnic. Anyways. Yeah, I and I like I had completely forgotten until I was talking to my wife about it the next day. Like at one point, I had like climbed into the shower and took a shower because I felt disgusting and sweaty from throwing up and being hot, and Oof. it was gnarly. Like I forgot how, a bunch of shit. <laughs> She's like, "How oh were you the God. next day?" But did it, it was like was it like a quick recovery or what? Uh, I was. It, it was. It felt very similar to like a very bad hangover the next day. Like I had a mm. raging headache. My whole body was kind of aching. We went wow. and actually spent the day at my in-laws who have a heat pump. We don't have any kind of air conditioning or cooling system in our house. So we went to their place where they do have that. And we hung out in a nice, cool, like 70, 65, 70 degree house all day um, just to kind of. And I basically like slept all day except for stopping to eat a little bit here and there and drink water. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and slept more and just like I just felt horrible the next day i'm feeling good now no (laughs) and there's no way that this is the pork trail mix right no this is 100 for the pork trail mix okay i just want to rule it out i just want to rule out (laughs) the pork trail mix no this is this is teriyaki pork pork trail mix mix. okay god that sounds good can I just make a point that in our um, our live oh, yeah. chat, we've got somebody called Eddie Blanks, yeah. and he says, come visit my YouTube channel and listen to some smooth jazz music and relax. I think we've got bots in our live, in our live stream. Eddie. Oh, nice. Let's do it, Eddie. <laughs> Only if Eddie can answer a question for you. Eddie, if you're in the, if you're in the, Eddie Blanks, if you answer this question, I will go straight to your YouTube channel in the middle of this broadcast. (laughs) Eddie Blanks, Eddie Blanks, here's the question for you. Okay. Here's the question for you. Eddie Blanks, if you want to, and if you, everybody else forget it. Eddie Blanks, if you want to drill a quarter inch hole, no, if you want to use a quarter inch dowel and you want to get a tight fit, what letter bit should you use for that quarter inch dowel? Eddie Blanks, over to you. Over to you. All right, guys. Back to the show. While Eddie's listening, maybe we can have a word from one of our sponsors. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. It's that easy. But what we suggest you do, actually, is not actually go to Even Heat. We want you to have an Even Heat because they're the best. But head on over to uh, Soul Ceramics because they are a distributor, especially if you're in the U.S., because you'll get $70, $75 off, and you'll get free shipping in the U.S., and you can spec it out exactly how you want it. Um, but, yeah, if you use knifetalk.net forward slash heat, it'll automatically apply those discounts for you. Or if you look down in the description... 
uh, once this has been published, you'll be able to click that and go straight through and get those discounts. So get yourself an even heat. They're the best there is. Okay, this is the bit of the show that we like to call... Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Where people ask us questions. So throughout the week, people will DM us on Instagram... And you can contact us. Contact us via DM at Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. It's that easy. And these are some of the people who have. So, Jeff, do you want to take that first question? Yes. The first question comes from Sharfaz Aladdin. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, oh, my man. You're 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 awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, man. Can I ask you a question? Do you guys ever scratch your blades while cutting through paper? I sharpen my blades as the last step in the process, but when I go do a paper test, I occasionally mess up the surface finish with faint scratches. Is that normal? Am I not getting, uh, am I just not great at sharpening? Is there an alternate cut test that you like to test your edges with? Thanks. Love the show. Er, Morocco, let, let's start with you. How are you doing um, your sharpening uh, tests? I do paper, but I use newspaper print out of an old phone book. Uh, it's really lightweight. It's not super heavy. Um, and I always make sure I'm using a clean page. Uh, so like these books lay around my shop and I just tear the top page right off. Um, and I use that to like light the forge later or something. But I do not use it for the cut test because I don't know what's landed on that piece of paper. Um, so that there could be some weird debris in the shop that's landed on the paper that he's using or wherever he's at. Um, and 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 it's scuffing up the, the surface of the knife. I think with Damascus, it's a less of an issue versus a mono steel thing where it's just like everything on, on a mono steel stainless or carbon steel whichever blade the finish looks very and uh, looks very uniform and you can see the slightest little schmutz kind of rub scuff whatever like glaring it's so glaringly obvious mm. and, and so i i um i sometimes actually avoid doing those cut tests um when i'm doing a mono steel knife like a like a w2 blade with a hamon or i don't really do um kind of like monosteel stainless or anything like that. Mm. But I try to avoid those because that shit does happen. And I don't want to go back in there <laughs> to clean yeah. that back up. Yeah. So this might be a better question for you guys. Cause I'm pretty sure, uh, Sar Faraz, um, he's doing mostly stainless stuff. Yeah. Um, I've never really had that issue. Um, so is he talking actually on the very cutting edge? I assume that's the only bit that would contact the paper surely. Um, I've never had an issue. Maybe I'm not looking close enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, I use basic, you know, copy paper. You know, I've got reams of the stuff here, and I just use that stuff. Um, and if it cuts clean, and you can normally hear by the sound as well if it's a clean cut or whether, you know, there's any sort of um, resistance as you're pulling down, you know, across the whole of the blade. Um, but I've never really noticed any issue to the actual blade itself. Uh, Jeffrey, um, what, what are you doing for sharpness tests? And have you noticed I mean, anything at all? I use paper, but if I'm worried about like paper scratching my knife, then I'm more worried about what's going to happen when they actually, my customers get the knife, <laughs> you know, like if you're cutting food and stuff like that, you know, I, I don't get too worried about, I've never, I've never paper. I haven't noticed that paper makes, I know that there's a difference between a scuff and a scratch. You know, you can scuff sure. something and then wipe it off with some, you know, rag and acetone. You know, things get scuffed. That's different than a scratch. Sure. 
Yeah. Um, but like I said, like, I mean, I don't get too worried about it because I mean, like, people are going to be using these knives to cook with. And, if, you know, a piece of paper gives them problems. And I wonder what a piece of celery is going to do, you know, so I don't get too <laughs> horned up about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, even if you do, well, how about if you do accidentally get a little bit of a scratch anyway, somehow accidentally? From paper? Is there any, well, no, just like, I guess this is kind of a, a follow up question. How do you fix it if you accidentally get a little scuff on your blade? I mean, you kind of have to, I mean, if it depends on your, how you're doing it. I mean, I have in the past, I've, I've hand sanded 800, gotten a scuff, and then I hit it with a piece of gray Scotch Bright, and all of a sudden it changes the satin finish. So I think yeah. it's like, I get very like, I try, the the one thing I don't do is I don't keep them sharp for long. Like I'll sharpen it right before it goes into the box. Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't want to have to do, I, I, my biggest fear, I the, the, the one day I hate more than anything else is sharpening days. Because I'm convinced at one time I'm going to drop it. Yeah. And then what's oh, the worst okay. that can happen? Yeah. You break the knife. You've done that. You've been down that road. Or if I bump it on, or it bumps the handle and then all of a sudden I got to, you know, I've got to, you know, fix a scratch there i've had things where i've been uh i was sharpening a knife and then the belt hit the bolster and all of a sudden i had to go back and clean the bolster up because i had a scratch in the bolster i try the fuck not to do any of that shit so i don't get too i don't get too worried about it but you got to go back to the last thing you know disgusting the gray scotch bright is a strong move yeah yeah. the color different if you've hand sanded um maybe to you know 800 plus 1200 it, as soon as you use that gray scotch bright, it's sort of going back a step then, so you then need to go back into your um, hand sanding. Uh, but generally, once I've hand sanded the blade, I wrap it in tape um, quite loosely, so it's almost like a, <laughs> it's like a tape condom. It can slide on and off, you know? Point. And that thing is left on um, until the very end. Um, I then do sharpening, um, and it's then packaged, ready to go. Um, so generally, once it's been hand sanded, it's protected right up to the point it goes into the packaging normally. Um, so yeah, so I, I, like you said, scuffs are different to scratches, uh, but I've never had scratches from paper. Never. Yeah, I did. I was sharpening a knife one time. I had already marked it, etched it. It was like sharpening for me also is the very last thing. And I, mm. I typically start on the machine with like a 220 and I'll finish on a stone my my uh belgian blue stone and the fucking heel caught the belt and blew the belt up <laughs> it scuffed, scratched the shit out of the knife and i had to throw the thing back onto the hand sanding board. i had to go back into hand sanding because it's like mm-hmm. 220 scratch so i had to go back in and redo all of that all over again so the, ones that pop, so the ones that pop those belts that pop for me like that are the 800 grits because they're so mm-hmm. lightweight and I've actually, mm, sure. I've done the same thing where I've caught the heel and it just like pops. And then it's like, you know, you're hold, you're just like, am I holding everything? Am I, am I, is this in me? Or, you know, you've no, it's just like a terrible, terrible. Something terrible. you don't want to hear say. No. Yeah. But in regards to Scotch-Brite, before I was in a, doing this and I was in a, I was in a finishing, um, a metal shop, we did finishing work. It was all, everything satin finish, DA finishes. And we were constantly using, we were going up to 300, 320, we were going up to 320 with an orbital sander or, or whatever hand sanding, like structural, you know, outside of buildings, so, you know, stainless. And then we would do green scotch bright, red scotch bright, and gray scotch bright. So I, mm. the scotch bright is definitely, it definitely brings you back. And I've been starting to use scotch bright as my final finish, just yeah, to kind of nice get finish. an even finish. It's yeah. even. You know, where, you, know? you know where you can get that scotch bright? Tell me. Combat abrasives. 
There you go. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. 15% off. That's a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. So if you're doing that, make sure you tell us and you tell them too. Um, but yeah, I use I use Scotch Brett a lot, so I use the I I do sort of the, the gradient. So I think it's brown, maroon. I always forget whether it's blue, grey, or grey blue. So I always need to look it up each time. I need to write it down somewhere. But I, I think it's blue, grey, um, and and combat. They obviously sell the full range. So yeah, get yourself some Scotch Brett belts if you haven't. Um, and they do such a good range. So chuck in a few belts that you've never used before and see and see if it works for you. Okay. I will add about sure. Oh, go ahead. We're all in this tip. We're like all like savagely running in with tips. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say to follow up combat abrasive, they got a 4th of July sale that's going on through Monday. So it ends July 5th. And uh, if you put in July 4 uh, as your checkout code, you'll actually save 20% oh, wow. during this little sale here. So you'll get a, an extra 5% off. Nice. I'm going to order this weekend. I have some stuff to get this weekend. That's good. I'm glad you told me. Get some of that Grace Cosh right. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, a little hot tip is if you can get blue scrubbies, which is like a Scotch Bright that doesn't scratch, it's great for I don't know if you ever if you've ever had like a stainless steel refrigerator and you want to like get it out and if you kind of go the wrong direction, you can but they have this blue it's like a blue Scotch Bright, but it's not Scotch Bright. I think it is a Scotch Bright, but it's usually in a cleaning aisle and it's a scrubby and you can clean stuff off with it without worrying about your satin finish. Blue scrubbies. Nice. Blue scrubbies. Nice. There we go. Morocco's got some there. Morocco, yeah, do you want to take the next question? Ah, if I can go back to the notes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this one is from Thomas Nugget. He says, it's hot as balls out. How do you guys handle the heat in the shop when it is in this hot? I think it's Nugent, but I like Thomas Nugget. Thomas Nugget, that goes well. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I want. Some, we've been feeding. Vic, side note: Victor hates chicken, so and we started doing these Dino Nuggets from Costco, and he loves those. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm a fiend for those nuggets now. <laughs> Whenever I cook some for him, I definitely cook some like a little side side patch for me. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, Thomas Nugget. What do? You, how do you guys keep the, <laughs> the shop cool? Um, I've got like a huge window in the front of my shop because it's literally like a retail shop that it used to be. So the sun streams through that and it sort of magnifies, obviously, and bakes everything. Um, so I've just got a bunch of fans everywhere, everywhere. So I have, um, I generally keep the door open as well, going outside, and I have fans just pushing everything out that door. Um, it also helps obviously with dust collection as well because uh, I don't really have a dust dust collection mm. system, but I have that sort of positive pressure, get everything moving. But yeah, f I have four or five fans and they're just around all the time, all the time. And the cold spoon, ever... obviously, cold spoon method. Which a cold spoon about. with the zinc. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> On the gooch. Uh, do you ever put <laughs> blinds outside the window? There are blinds, but um, it it yeah, it doesn't really help so much because it's directly sure. facing the sun. So uh, yeah, it's still hot yeah. as hell. It's still hot as hell. Yeah, Jeff. Apart from the shorts with the uh, with your balls hanging out, what what? How do you keep cool? I have an air conditioner. Oh oh, that's right. I was given a portable air conditioner, and oh, nice. I have well, my regular area is all concrete, so I keep my door closed. I learned this back in the day 
that everyone opens the door, it's a giant mistake. And all mm-hmm. it does is, unless you have like, if you have wooden floors, it doesn't really matter. But if you have concrete floors, that concrete just kind of keeps it cool. So I keep all my doors closed and then I have an air conditioner. It's like a floor standing air conditioner. And then I have a fan in front of the air conditioner. So I kind of send the shop fresh, mm-hmm. clean air. Well, I mean, yeah. fresh, cold. Nice. Yeah. And Another, then I have a... I have Sorry, a small refrigerator that I actually just defrosted, and I, I, I just bought some new dedicated water jugs, and I, I'm filling them up at the, at the house and bringing I have cold water in the refrigerator. Yeah. Two That's other great. small tips, actually. So I use, um, as a respirator, I've got the one with the forced air, and it sends a wash of air sort of down over your face. Um, and even on a hot day, that air just always feels so much cooler. So that ha- really helps you keep cool, especially if you just wear a tight respirator all the time. You know, you want that cold sure. air. So so that helps. Uh, but also, Jeff just reminded me about having a, a refrigerator there in the um, in the in the shop. If you've got access to a freezer, get like you know big bottles of water, freeze them, and if you're using fans, put them in front of the fans. Because um, what happens there is that cold head it, it, it hits those big bottles and it really gives you nice cold 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 air coming back out um nice. and once they defrost you just simply throw them back in the freezer and you keep using them forever and ever yeah it works really well two more you ever... oh sorry go ahead i was <laughs> it's gonna make a dumb joke about craig shoving the hose of the respirator down his pants <laughs> go ahead no. jeff <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> wow you get a little bit of that Get a little bit of smelling salts going on and wake him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, to, uh, Chris Zepp did a video a couple of years ago where he made a portable uh, a portable air conditioning unit, very inexpensively, where he basically got plumbing supplies in a in a um, a what you call it, like a uh, styrofoam cooler, and then he popped mm. some holes in it, put van- fans in, and put ice in, it, and he he said it was great. That's number one, Chris Zepp. And number two is you guys are gonna laugh. I get these Patagonia underwear that are mm. like fucking I just heard you talking about those amazing it's merino amazing. wool merino no, wool ones no yeah. merino fucking wool they're like they're like i don't know what's in them it's like kind of a nylon situation but like it gets to a it gets to like may and i'm like i'm on the patagon i just ordered three more pair and i swear to god i keeps everything cool and hell it, it i'm telling you Get yourself a good pair of underpants. Mareko sent us a tip on Instagram this week, actually, about pants. Um, and I think these would help in <laughs> keeping those keeping those balls nice and cool. <laughs> oh, you want me to talk about it? I don't yeah, know. You, you <laughs> may as well. Everybody's intrigued, I'm sure. I, I say, yeah, I saw, what is it? These stupid ads that pop up. I, I don't honestly know why this one came up um, <laughs> on my Instagram feed, but it's... It starts out with uh, some women's or peaches into this sack inside of a pair of underwear. And it's basically, you know, it's a separate, it's it's a pair of boxer briefs that has a separate pouch um, for your ball bag, for your tackle. Ah, uh, the algorithm. So, what you need? <laughs> just what you, the algorithm <laughs> what I mean. has got you. Is pointing out some flaws in your swiping. Let's see. I use. I have an old window AC unit, and it's sitting over. I have like a little whatever it is, like a little plywood box over the top, and a bucket underneath it to catch the water. That's my super ghetto AC setup. It's great though. I I pop over every once in a while, turn it on. Sit in front of it for a couple of minutes while I cool down, and I go back to work. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's super important to keep cool and just keep you know, 
comfortable in the shop, I think. So, yeah, all good yeah. tips. Jeff, do you want to take the next question? Jordan Dan's. Jordan Dan's a good dude. Hey, man, I got a question. I tried doing my first coffee etch and the results were awesome, but I realized that I didn't think about my maker's mark. I used a personalized, personalizer plus to etch my mark on. Should I put the mark on before the ferric and the coffee etch or after? I read some guys putting their mark on and then masking it with nail polish. Curious for your process on that. Morocco, it's all you. Is that me? Uh, so, all right. So my approach is I hand sand the blade uh, and then I make my etch and then I do some last final strokes before I clean to clean off the blade and, and to clean off kind of the area around the mark because it can kind of get a fo little foggy or kind of funky around there um, from just like the, 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 the fluids you're using to, to make the, the etch. Um, and then I do the acid and I, I don't, I don't like. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Hold on mark. a second. Wait, hold on a second. Okay. So you you do the deep etch. You don't do the mark on the personalizer because there's two. There's the deep. Yeah, etch, sorry. And then, so, the mark. And then you put yeah. it in the. You're talking about the ferric chloride afterwards. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I do the deep etch uh, using my personalizer. I don't have the plus. I just have the basic on off, ACDC personalizer. Um, I do a deep etch. I probably go like almost 20 thousandths of an inch into the steel yeah, because um, I like it nice and deep. Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> that's some serious flea dicking right there. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I go and then I clean that off. I go into my ferric uh, to get a little bit of a tooth and a bite <sighs> and some texture. And then I go into uh, the coffee. I do that. And then sometimes like, sometimes on my blades you can only see the maker's mark if you're actually like really looking for it or holding it at the right angle otherwise it kind of gets lost and i kind of like that like it's definitely there but it's not in your face trying to say you know like any kind of like marco Morales' knife or anything like that you know hmm. but there are other ways you can do it too which uh you know our our friend salem straub he does uh, a process where he kind of masks off a window now i don't know exactly how he's doing it if he's doing it before and then marking his name after or if he's marking his blade then masking it off and then etching the blade afterwards and so um but that is also another way that you could approach doing that cool cool yeah. question question how do they sure. how do some people do that gold that gold you know sometimes their make a mark isn't gold how do they do that um, so it, it depends on how uh like kind of like how sophisticated the equipment you have so if you're like say you're very good engraver there they could be doing a gold inlay 100 percent, or you could be doing a maker's mark following it with a very simple uh like uh gold plating system like a pen gold plating sorry microphone uh plating system where you just kind of basically mark it in there you have like some gold solution and you do all this process of getting it set up so the gold actually sticks then gently hand sanding and then you might mask over that with i think we talked about doing like super glue in the past to kind of fill in the maker's mark um and kind of protect that gold then go do your damascus etch or hormone or whatever your finish is going to be and then you can kind of get back in there with just some acetone and a cotton swab clean that super glue out um 
Mm. That's got me thinking about maybe using a laser, you know, a deep deep etching a laser, and then doing a gold plate on top. Yeah, boy. Mm. <laughs> Cue everybody else doing that next week. Yeah, telling wow. you. <laughs> telling oh. you. Thieves are, the thieves are writing furiously down. He's going to laser etch the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, whilst we're talking about Damascus, let's talk about Dharma Steel, who are one of our sponsors. Um, we've started this new thing called the Dharma Steel Knife of the Week. So if you're using Dharma Steel and you're making a knife, um, first of all, well done you, because it's awesome stuff. Uh, but if you tag Dharma Steel Lab and also tag us, we get to see them and I can highlight one a week. And I found one this week. Um, and this is from Carver Knife Company, um, which is based in Nashville. Um, and this is like, like for me, I, I, I do. Uh, sorry, let me just pull that off so you can see me a bit. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do stock removal. So if I'm using Dharma Steel, there's going to be a fair bit of waste. Um, and what I really like about these knives that they've shown here, these could be made with, with, with offcuts. Um, so for those who are not seeing the video, um, these don't have handles on them. They look as if they're scraps of Dharma steel, which they've managed to make these these like really cool, like a little cleaver. And I think it's a bottle opener on that as well, by the looks of things. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, they're just really cool little sort of utility knives, a great way of using any scrap that you may have. So Dharma steel's good stuff. We can get you a discount. Um, so if you head on over to Dharma steel um, and set up an account with them, you can then use Knife Talk 10 when you make any purchases and get 10% off. And that could be a lot, a lot of money. So head, go and do that. Tell us, tell them, we really want to see the work that you're doing. Tag us, tag them, and we'll highlight one a week. Okay. Mareko, do you want to take the next question? This one is not from Thomas Nugget. It is from <laughs> <laughs> Brigham Kendall, Kendall Brigham. He says, hey, man, when I listen to the show, sometimes I feel like I'm behind because I'm not an artist. Do you feel like you have to be an artist before you can really make good knives? Come on, man. What do you think? I think this is a, I think he's trying to, this is a, not, this is somebody's trolling you. He's poking. I don't. <laughs> Come on, man. This isn't a real question. This isn't, you don't really believe this, do you? You don't. I mean, so, honestly, no. Here's the, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I mean, my opinion, my opinion is no, you obviously don't. I think that, well, I don't think we ever really talk about like philosophy or any of that stuff. I think, I think we're, uh, I think we're, you know, it's, I think it's a, something you learn how to do and then you get interested in doing it and then you talk about it. It's not, I mean, we're not doing art. This is an art class. So you don't believe he's saying he's in the would be considered art. No, I think that I think that I think that a lot of times when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about being an artist and stuff like that, a lot of it has to do with being able to express yourself and be confident in the things that you're doing and then being able to express your feelings or express what you're trying to do in a very you know, clear way. I don't think we're doing that at all. I think we're I don't think this is uh I don't think this is I don't think what we're doing is talking about anything other than, you know, some stuff we're doing. I don't know. Oh, 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 we've got a call. We've got a caller on the line. Oh Bear with me just a second. Who could this be? Hello, you're live on the show. Who are you? How can we help? Hi, uh, this is Sam Goff from Battlefield, Utah. I had a question about epoxy cure time sure. and what you think the, the best time is I'm using five minute right now, but it's 24 hour better or. Yeah. Epoxy cure times guys. He's talking about. Um, so I use, um, uh, West systems epoxies. 
um and they're generally sort of within 20 minutes they they're sort of fixed in place but i won't do anything with them for 24 hours to give a really good cure time um and i think a lot of it depends on temperature um and i find that you know colder temperature it'll take a lot longer to, to sort of set um but i've got a chamber um so basically i use a an old refrigerator um which i have set up with a with a heater in there and it's got a little, a little uh a way of controlling that temperature keep everything at 20 degrees c which uh 20 degrees c i don't know what that is in fahrenheit people have to look that mm -hmm. up. um but that seems 50. to be the 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 sort of ideal temperature for curing um but yeah i mean i've, I've tried five minutes before and everything seems to be a big panic you know it's 68 like, oh, degrees 68 degrees Mareko's telling me 68 degrees um but yeah i've tried five minutes and it's it's it's, it's a one-shot fix then you know if you're if you're not doing it right you're in some trouble um so i generally go with a, the sort of 20 minute uh rough set um and i'm not sure which would bond better i've never really done any testing on what on what bonds better um jeff i mean what are you using and are you finding i used to use uh five minute epoxy and i never felt like i was gaining anything by being it fat by being faster and I've completely stopped, and now I do at least 24 hours. And sometimes I'll even, I'll even let things dry. I keep myself so kind of like organ, you know, occupied that I'm not like waiting around for glue to dry. So I would rather more than I would rather at least 24 hours, and then deal with it while it's hard, hard, as opposed to like a little bit gummy. I don't want to deal with that. That's so what like, she said. Yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> Mareka, what are you using, and um, what's your sort of preferred brand? Yeah, I like uh, I like a slower setting, like maybe a twenty to thirty or twenty to forty minute range, um, and that's when it like sets up, and you can kind of, especially if you got it bolted on, you could probably start working it. Um, but it probably is one of those situations where it's still not fully cured, probably at least for twenty four hours. Um, so if you are in a rush or it's the only thing you're working on, then you can carefully start working on it. You don't want to be, you know, if you're working, if it's G10 handle scales or even like a really hard wood, like ironwood or ebony, you don't want to get it overheated while, while before your epoxy is fully set. I usually try to time things so that if I'm gluing up, it's like the last thing I do for the day. And then it's like, I, I can't, I just, I can't work on it. Like I have to go home. I got other shit to do. Um, but like Jeff's saying, if you can, if you have kind of things working in stages, like maybe you glue up a handle and then you go to the next knife that's, you know, a couple steps back and you start hand sanding it or something or you're doing the prep for getting a handle, handle scales on all that kind of stuff. That way you're not necessarily sitting there twiddling your thumbs and possibly working on a, uh, a handle, I guess, before, you know, it's really, really ready for you to kind of start grinding on it. Yeah. Well, Thanks for the wonders of modern technology, Sam. We've got another answer for you in the chat as well on the live video. So Griffith's Handmaid has said that five-minute epoxy is way too st stressful. Um, you need those longer work times over anything else. Um, yeah, I mean, why put yourself under that stress for five minutes, you know? Um, get yourself a good 20-minute epoxy yeah. test and you, sh and you should be good. So, so Sam, whilst, whilst you're here and you've got a good connection, because generally we don't get that many people calling with a good connection, um, what kind of knives do you make and where can people find you? I make hunting and bushcraft knives. I recently jumped into kitchen knives. 
<laughs> Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a while. We can't anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's been a while. I had trigger finger. I, I've, I've missed that. I've really missed it. You know, we got our. We got a. We got a You're terrible review on Instagram. We got Jeff, a terrible review. Look at how happy he is. I know, but like it. It. It cost yeah, let's us. Like, a, have a little bit of happiness. Yeah, of course, a hundred percent. He's back, Stone Ridge. Why? I'm saying why too because somebody, somebody on, on on iTunes gave us a terrible review just because they said I don't like. I don't. I'm gonna read it. Go ahead, keep talking. I'm gonna read this. Was I'm it read the exact J- quote? Craig, was we, that Stone Ridge Metalworks that we were talking to? I think it was. I'm not sure. It just called okay. Sam as his name, so I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, but I think yeah, it was. Um, but like Dustin saying there in the chat, he was trying to market himself. You know the rules. You know the <laughs> rules. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. This comes from Colorado Bruce. That's a good name, actually. Colorado. That's not a real name. Colorado. Colorado He's either a porn star or or a or washed up cowboy. He's one of the. I like Colorado. Listen, I'm trying to win Colorado Bruce back. He says the top is hang up on Collins, and they got one star. These are horrible. As soon as you reach the same conclusion, I'll listen again. Until then, I'll find something else to listen to. So Colorado Bruce is right. Colorado, Colorado <laughs> Bruce is fucking right. I'm with Colorado Bruce. He's I right. thought we were done with that. Great. All right. That was Sam. I'm going to say Goff. He's yes. 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Shit. You, you, you oh, have some nerve. And he's, you have he's, some he nerve. He's taunting in bushcrafts. And like he was saying, it sounds like he's starting to get in the chef's knives. Stone Ridge is the man. Yeah, that, and getting, his, getting his face smashed in by Craig. I mean, you got to be kidding me. 15-year-old boys again. They cause me problems on this show. God. So That's something you don't want to have to say too often, Craig. You said it too many times. Too many times. Oh, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Do we have any? How about some hot takes? Yeah, of course. Uh, Everyone knows what a hot take is. And before, I I asked you guys if you had any hot takes beforehand. So get your hot takes ready. So if you want to send in your hot takes, we got a few of them. This one comes from Benton Cumberbatch. And we know that hot takes are just basically like salacious 
opinions. Uh, hot take. If your steak knife needs serrations, you need to rethink how you're cooking your steak. I'm not Damn mad at that. Straight. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I love that. The whole serrated, you know, steak knife thing is just because you know it's really hard to sharpen knives, but it's almost harder to sharpen a serrated steak knife. What do you need yeah. to use like a needle for Christ's sakes? Um, well, this I, is from. So aren't steak knives serrated because they so often are used on ceramic plates to keep the cutting, actual cutting portion of the blade off of the off the plate? I mean, people, a lot of people don't like, a lot of restaurant people don't like serrated knives because they fuck the plates up. They'll fuck your china up. Mm, the serrations mm. will cut the china. But, like, you don't have to, like, keep them sharp. Yeah. You know, I, I think the main to... thing is that, yeah, they, they'll stay sharp, whereas a lot of restaurants, maybe they buy cheap knives in, and, yeah, they don't stay sharp. So I think that's, that's the main point. Um, Got to cut a steak with a spoon, somebody's saying in the chat. Uh, Brigham Kindle again. All right. So, so you pardon me. Sorry, go on. Any more hot takes? Yeah, this one comes from Dustin Sheffield. Here's a hot take. The after show doesn't always have to be a huge cliffhanger, and I'm not even mad about it. So we do, <laughs> we've do. we been doing a lot of cliffhangers lately. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a cliffhanger this time, too. Uh, uh, Wilmington Forge says, here's a hot take. <laughs> Fountain drinks should be free. That's a, that's a communist thing to say right there. Yeah. You know, he Where pay. are they he not free? What are you talking about where they're not free? You can't walk into a Burger King and get a free... Fountain soda, fountain a fountain drink is like a is like is that like a place where you take the cup and you get the you push it against the ice. Oh, and you I, push see. It against I the, see. I see. It's not okay. like going to a park and like putting your head like in a, a drinking fountain. fountain. Well, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. About that's what fountain. I was thinking. I thought it was like a, a drink, which we get over here. We get drinking fountains everywhere. Yeah, right. That's okay. where the that's where you know when I was a kid, we used to walk around Central Park, and I was about to get a drink out of the drinking fountain, and then my dad said, "Don't drink out of that." That's where the homeless people wash their underpants. <laughs> never went to a never went to a public Ugh. never went to a public screening fountain not again. Surprising. Not never surprising. again. Never again. I was like, oh, what? Underpants? Two times in one show. Okay. Somebody sent me a story today on Instagram. Um and I can't I can't remember who it was. Um but um it it, it was about this woman who was um baking bread, but the yeast that she was using, she was extracting from public toilets in Paris. Oh, and it's like what and she's saying this stuff is gold it's got all the right stuff that you need to make a great bet like, oh geez. that's gotta be that's gotta be a joke i think it was on the bbc website i think it's a thing that the french they're the funny buggers they'll eat anything <laughs> <laughs> can i just say can i just say that when i was uh when i try to find weird stories the only weird ones come from the uk <laughs> all of them like all of them like it's always like you know they're always f crazy you know like testicle eating fish found in europe all that stuff yeah always oh, yeah. always you uh made lyle style <laughs> made lyle style out of out of the uh chat has just done a hot take if you if you're in the chat and you want to put a hot take in feel free Hanging up on collars gives Craig's a woody. Craig, wait, let me just start over again. I, I, I want to talk about Craig's woody. It gets me all flustered. <laughs> hanging up, hanging up on collars gives Craig a woody more than opening packages on the can. That's right. That's a Craig long time takes listening to that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a linger longer. That's a old school right there. Uh, back to back to the hot takes. Black cap blades is a good one. He says if a per person directly behind you is over six feet tall and you put your seat back on an airplane you're the worst kind of person 
I think I'd agree with that too. Yeah. Uh, here's another couple hot takes from the uh, from. Oh, oh. Man, we've got, we've got cool. a packed show. We've got a packed oh show. shit! I hung up. I hung up. Right, that, yeah, not not intentionally. I <laughs> yeah, sure. Twice. Sure. If that was you, <laughs> please, please call back. You're more than welcome. Dustin Sheffield says, "Here's a hot take. After listening to KTP, Home Depot slogans sound like how doers." How doers get more done to me? I don't know, man. I should have read that one before I read it out loud. I don't know, but Dustin, you might have to send that one back. Uh, and then Griffiths Handmade says, hot take. Baltic Blades has never had a question read out on the show. Jeff edits them out too much. They become Jeff's questions. I got some questions from <laughs> Baltic Blades. Don't really worry about Baltic Blades. We got him. Okay, we've got a call. We've got a call. Hello, who's on the line? How can we help? <laughs> Hey, it's uh, Brigham Kindle. How's it going? Brigham Kindle from the, from the chat today as well. All very good from here, Brigham. Chat. How I'm, are you? I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Wait, what? All over media. <laughs> All over media, man. I, I just I think I drive Jeff nuts because I uh, I say a lot. Of, I, I text a lot of things to him. So I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Hey. You're not the only one. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta come on, man, today. So. Hey, but I, I wanted to know, I know before COVID, you guys were all talking about, like, doing something all together where we can, like, when are you guys going to get together so I can come and meet y'all and and wave to Jeff and give everybody else fist bump? I'd say <laughs> pop into Jeff's shop at any point. If you look on his website, I think his address is there. He loves people just pop in around, just pop around, it'll all be good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not vaccinated yet, so I'll have to wear a mask. <laughs> um, on a serious note, I, I, I'd love to. I'd love. I, I've never met the other guys anyway. Um, you know, we're, we're on three different parts of the world, um, but yeah, one day I'm sure things will well align and we'll we'll get together. Um, but yeah, doing some sort of event or some sort of show live would be, could be could be a lot of fun. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, we're do the chateau. Singles, right? Oh. What was that? Sorry, Mareko? We should do it at Fingles. We should do it at Fingles. That would be that would be pretty special. Yeah, we could all yeah. meet in the middle. Where, where are you from, Brigham? Where, where are you from? I'm from Utah. So same kind of just down the road from uh, the 15 year old that just called. Uh, oh boy, just 25 <laughs> minutes away. Yeah, I know him well. I've been, I've been there. I know him well. <laughs> Kit Brigham, the, the FBI's on the way. Just calm down. The FBI's on the, FBI's on the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So uh, we're not going to give you the, the the cut this time, Brigham. Um, where can people find you on Instagram, and what, what sort of style lives are you making? Um, you know, I'm just a beginner, and so I'm just learning as much as I can. Um, but just Brigham Kindell at Instagram, or uh, you know, I'm on Facebook too. Just I'm just here trying to learn from y'all. Cool, cool. Appreciate that. And the hat. Where, where'd you get that? That's a special hat. Where'd you get that? This is my dirty work. Oh. Oh, two in one shot. <laughs> two in one shot. Oh, he should have known. Him, he I, know it, known. I know it gets old quickly, but I can't help it. I can't Baltimore help Bruce it. is going to kick our asses. <laughs> Colorado Bruce. God damn. Let's there's some more. There's a, you're really on fire today. Before we do, let's, before we do another hot take, uh, let me talk about one of our sponsors. Um, so um, we talked about hand sanding earlier. And if you're doing any sort of hand sanding, you need to use the best sandpaper that's out there. And that is uh, from RhinoWet from Indassa. Um, RhinoWet is the best stuff. It, it'll save you money just because it's so, so good. And you don't go through lots and lots of sheets of paper. I just use little strips 
and it's great. You can get that from Texas Farrow Supply with a discount. If you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off that order of Rhino Wet. But it's not just for Rhino Wet. It's for everything that they do there at Texas Farrow Supply. And they've got a whole, and it's growing all the time, the list of stuff they've got for knife makers. A special section of the website. Go take a look, TexasFarrowSupply.com, and make sure you use Knife Talk 10, and you'll get your set 10% off. Can't go wrong. Okay. How about some hot takes? I'm going to do a couple more, and I'm hoping you guys are going to have some hot takes for me, okay? Oh, oh, okay. I'm I'm hoping I'm going to have some hot takes from you. I've got Uh, one. Grateful Knives in the chat has said hot take hand sanding is like washing off mud. Got to clean it to reveal the beauty. There you go. Tim Brown, blacksmith and knife maker, says hot take. You, You three should come meet me at my shop in South Africa. That sounds like a proposition. I don't know why the FBI is on their way to you too. And then, Griffith, how old are you, Tim? Before we go further, hey, how old are you? Come on, man. <laughs> Griffith Handmade Knife says, here's a hot take. Damascus uh, Steel billets that the KTP uh, host received will be the longest radio tease in the history of broadcasting. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. And then back to the, what you guys have said, uh, Matt Burchette says, here's a hot take. Avril Lavigne is greater than Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, I know you what? didn't say that, Jeff. I know, but <laughs> the fact that you uttered those words, we need to throw you out. The fact you even uttered those words. Shall we bring Jeff back in? Shame, shame, I guess. I have one thing to say. I have one thing to say. I'm with you. Nobody gets that. Okay. I, it's an Avril Lavigne reference. I get that. Right. I get that. And yeah. just so you know, I, mean, I got a Baltic Blades hot take here. I don't want you guys to think that I'm, you know, deep sixing Baltic Blades. I mean, look. He's, he's a contributor. He's a contributor. Not all of them are gold, but that's fine. Uh, here's a Baltic Blade says, here's a hot take. If you make a hidden tang knife with a wooden handle and the tang is only held in by epoxy and not a pin at the end, then you have more faith in that epoxy than most people have in God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe I'm true. Telling, I mean, Maybe you know, true. I, I've got a hot take. I've got a hot take for you. Go ahead. Um, if you're one of those people with a flag in your username, whether that's on Instagram or Twitter, you're more likely to be a xenophobic prick than somebody who doesn't. That's that's my hot take. Wow. That got intense. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a bit of a backstory to that, which may, we may go into in the in the after show. Yeah. Okay. I will, we'll definitely I wanna I wanna know more. I wanna know more. I was gonna say <laughs> I mean my hot take is that um People learning things, you know, people who put memes out to try to teach people things aren't as smart as they think they are. Hmm. I recently had a friend of mine who's a bartender who's proudly, uh, I would say, an obstructionist, a pandemic obstructionist. And he doesn't want to do, you don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to wear the vaccine. You don't want to be helpful. But he keeps on putting in his stories. I thought it was only going to be two weeks until we flatten the curve. You can't do both, dude. You can't be an obstructionist and expect <laughs> things to go well if you're not going to be helpful. I, it's like crazy. I, I mean, that Quite is true. the craziest thing to me. People are just like, oh, I'm not going to wear a mask. Fuck you. I'm not going to get this. And all of a sudden, just like, whatever happened? To, come, where's the? I thought you were supposed to flatten the curve like two years ago. Can't do both. Morocco, yeah. do you have any sort of hot take at all? How about some <sighs> to... hot takes? I would say... Knife makers are making knives for themselves and nobody else because truly nobody needs what we do. 
that <laughs> might be, that's a marketing strap line for you <laughs> that might be the best hot take in a long long time yeah. you're absolutely right don't put that, that in your the, instagram bio that was an excellent that was an excellent hot take excellent that's, nice. that's how you end off the end of the bit off with a fucking good one like that or you can do here you can end one with wesley crumb who says here's a hot take jeff bought the blue truck nuts for himself because deep down inside he secretly wants to be a redneck oh oh the blue truck nuts we'll, we'll get onto them later and that's while we're said. here how <laughs> dare you you should hang up on yourself that's terrible <laughs> and just to let you just sending out some good vibes wesley crumb is a is a great knife maker is a great guy but he's also a firefighter in mississippi and he's actually being sent off to fight wildfires in california so we're wow. sending our and he listens to the podcast all the time he's a good guy a real good guy he's doing some things that are like you know this is the real the real people who do real things and you know we're sending our best vibes to wesley good luck and you know stay care stay safe you know as they nice. say cool yeah. okay so do we have any unsolicited advice, advice at all we have great and if you've got advice. any in the chat please put them up as well so we, we'd like to read them out too i have great unsolicited advice uh, the first one comes from Eric Markman. I've been holding on to this for quite a long time. He said, like, you know what you should do? You should call the listeners. No podcast does that. So if at any point, and <laughs> speaking of which, speaking okay. of calling the listeners, last week during that Fakakta quiz, I called Pariah Knives, and he sent a message back saying, you know, he, we missed him. He was going to help me on what do you call a pack of Oh, unicorns. Unicorns, yes. Right. And it was like a, what, a squire or something like that, or a blessing, blessing a blessing, blessing of unicorns. Yeah. So not only did he, a friend of his said, sent me a message saying, I asked Pariah Knives if he knew what they call a pack of, of unicorns. And without, without saying anything, he says, oh, yeah, it's called a blessing. He knew if he had picked oh, up, wow. he wouldn't have <laughs> even need the choices. If that fruitcake would have known 100%. So, uh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's test this out. Yeah, Somebody call, in the chat, per- give me a question. We are going to call up Roy and Ives. Let's see how clever this dude really is. Yeah. If he picks so up, let me cue it up. No, let's, let's ask get- him the same question, see if he knows. But you've already well, asked him the we question. We already know surely. he knows. Okay. So, what question you want to ask Roy and Ives? Get, see, get okay. him on the phone first. Okay. Let's, let's find him first. Pariah Knives. Here we go. Okay. Uh, we need a question. We need a question. Let's right? ask him his grid progression. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting question, maybe. Um, okay, anybody in the chat, give us a question for Pariah Knives, and we're going to take a call. In the meantime, Jeff, any more unsolicited advice? Yes. Aru Bladesmiths. Aru, A-R-O-O underscore Bladeworks. My apologies. Aru. Listening to the last podcast on bringing food into the theater, sitting in a the theater waiting for a movie to start, this entire family of five sits directly behind us. I, I, I start hearing a little bit of rustling, then smelling food. I glance behind me, and the mother has her ginormous purse open, and I shit you not, is pulling out bags of Taco Bell food out of it. They had a pack of 20 tacos, a bag of full of burritos, wow. nachos, cinnamon twists, and they were pulling up for the long haul buffet. They were pulling up for the long haul buffet on this movie. I turned back around to see a soaked cardboard bucket full of wilted buttered popcorn, oil drenched popcorn, and thought, "I'm not living my life to the fullest." So, so this, we were talking about all the things we smuggle into movie theaters. Um, Tim Kingsford says, "I have a question." Uh, 
Well, this is it's it's this is this is this one got sneaked in, but it is it is to Craig. I think it was when you were like, you know, running away from the spider that was in your shop. Uh, Tim Kingsford says, "I've got a question. Can Craig put in a good word for me for his friends at Stripe? They remove themselves from my website because folding knives are weapons, and PayPal is killing me with their fees." Oh, geez, geez. Uh, yeah, I, th I think we we had that previously, but um. No, I, I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason they've pulled it, I'd, I'm having nothing to do with that. But I um, almost feel like this is a locality thing because I'm not seeing this. Possibly, yeah, somewhere. yeah, possibly. <laughs> but if that was the case, surely the UK would be would be first off the list. But um, I don't know. Maybe don't market them as you know weapons. Uh, market them as you know culinary knives or whatever, whatever it may be. Speaking of uh, folding culinary knives. Keep your eyes peeled. Quinn uh -huh. Middleton is about to do a, a big Kickstarter for his folding chef knife. That looks that pretty cool, good. doesn't it? July 5th, yeah. I had a folding chef knife years, probably almost like 15 years ago. A.G. Russell used to make a folding chef's knife, and I gave it to Tony when I worked in the back of the day. I thought, you could use this more than I can. And it, they're they're slick, but his is really slick. His is super slick. Hmm. So here's some more unsolicited advice. This is more towards more to you, Craig. You, this is obviously through the when the spider happened, when the spider scared you away. <laughs> uh, this is from our friend Butthole Blades, greatest name in knife making. Unsolicited <laughs> advice for Craig. Unsolicited <laughs> advice for Craig. Pellet grills are great, but get a Yoder, not a Traeger. Traegers are poorly constructed and made out of sheet metal. Yoders are built like a tank, and you won't be tossing a rusted-out shell on the roadside in a few years. Did you ever figure out what grill you were going to get? You had some sort of dilemma. Um, I was going for a Traeger, but um, I didn't get one in the end. I just ended up just getting just like a run-of-the-mill sort of Weber barbecue. Uh, but a Yoder, um, great pellet, pellet grills, uh, they, they is. <laughs> that was a really bad Yoder impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a hot tip. Um, whilst we're talking, well, sorry, unsolicited advice. Whilst we're talking about unsolicited advice, um, we mentioned at the top of the show um, about Broadback Ironworks making these great grinders. Um, I've been using their surface grinder all week, um, and one thing that really bugged me when I first had it um, was, you know, it's a feature, it's not a bug, um, but those magnets are so, so, so powerful. So when you lay a blade on there, um, let's say you're doing one side, you want to turn it to the other side. Getting that blade off can be quite difficult. Um, so, yeah. So what I'm using is um, I've just got a, a sheet of just like one millimeter G10, really thin stuff, which is quite flexible. Use that as a backing, then put the blade onto the uh, the magnetic sort of rack, of the surface grinder. And as long as you keep a little bit overfold, overhanging the top, you can then simply just peel it off turn it over and do the next one. There's none of this sort of wrestling with the blade or sliding the, the blade up the magnets and getting scratches, that kind of thing. Use a little bit of a G10 behind it and just peel it off each time. It works, works a treat. Um, so that's with a broad back grinder and their, their surface grinding attachment. Um, but Mareko, you were just telling us about um, another attachment that you have from them. I have... Oh man! What a, oh the deep the deep platen. I have the new deep platen attachment as well as the buffing arm attachment, and uh, it's been pretty damn handy. In fact, the first time I used the buffing arm attachment, which disclaimer, I will never advise anybody else to do this because apparently I just like doing dangerous stuff. I put a diamond cutoff disc on there uh, for cutting. <laughs> Jeff's already shaking his head. Everybody listening to the podcast. Um, to cut teeth, uh, kind of reverse teeth in the hidden tang of one of my knives. Um, 
And so, but it's been pretty handy. I love the five uh, five eighths arbor. Um, it's super flexible between any kind of maybe flap discs or or wire wheels that you might use on your angle grinder. You can also use on that buffing arm. Um, and it's just, it's a great machine. It's super solid, very well designed. And they also have a 4th of July deal that's actually also going on right now through the 5th. Uh, so if you buy, uh, what is it? It's the, the premium, the max, or the mega, they're going to throw in their new disc uh, attachment arm with the order. But you have to buy between now everybody who's watching live and, and the end of the 5th, July 5th on Monday, if you're catching this on Monday. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ring Parian Ives. I've got a question, which I've literally just taken from on, from the web, just searching quiz questions. The question is, let's ask you two guys first. What is the biggest animal in the world? Quite a simple one. Great blue whale. It is. Jeff, did you uh, know? I was going to say the same thing. I don't think oh, that's really, a simple that's one. That's I mean, a simple this one. Is, this is pariah knives. I mean, okay, we've got one in the chat then from uh, Griffiths Handmade Knives. Uh, for pariah knives, a legit question, not a quiz question. Do you use a flat pattern or a, a contact wheel for his grinds, or are they a combination of his grinds? Technical question. Let's give him a call, basically, to see if he's going to answer. Let's have a look. Uh, 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 Best or worst bit ever? Possibly. Possibly. Shh, it's ringing. Do not say fuck or bugger. We are live on the show. Hello there. How are you? Hello there. Well, he's answered. That's 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 one thing. Wait. Can you hear me? We can hear you. How are you? Hold on. I can't hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> going outside <laughs> this can be edited this bit surely surely when this goes live on monday oh, this will be tight so, this will be so, tight as we know all right Chris, all right what's going on can you hear us we've got a legit I can hear you we've got a legit question for you and we were just wondering whether you were going to pick up so we are live <laughs> on the knife talk podcast as you may well know um, yeah. But we've got a technical question for you um, from a fan of your blades, uh, Griffiths Handmade Knives. Legit question. Um, just asking it whether you use a flat platen, um or a contact wheel for your grinds, or do you just use a combination of both? Uh, I use a combination of both, both uh, depending on what grind I'm going to do. Sometimes the flat works, sometimes the convex works um, with the flak, or uh, got to use a contact wheel. There we go. Another question for you very, very quickly. A group of unicorns. What would you call a group of unicorns? It's a blessing. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Oh, he knew all along. Wow. Wow. I, I needed him last week. <laughs> I needed him last week. Chris is the uh, best. Okay. Do we have any more unsolicited advice, or should oh. we go straight through our hopes and dreams for the week? We have a pile of unsolicited advice, or we also have positive messages. It's up to you, really. A positive message could be good in this in this sour time that we live in. Uh, okay. Let's see. Read some positive messages. Let me see if I can find them. On DM, I, I, I titled it DMs of Positivity. Uh, this is from Chad Kimmel. You sad bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like that dms of positive slipping into my dms with some positivity you don't okay, like that that'll do. okay this one comes from chad kimmel here's a positive story i was in the middle of 
uh, middle of a move to Calif uh, to California. I clearly un underestimated the bureaucracy that is California. I didn't run my business from my house we were renting. I had 20 knives I had to finish and I had no shop to work out of. And it was 25 days away from Christmas. I reached out to a Facebook page to see if anyone would let me rent their space uh, or borrow their shop for a couple of weeks to finish things up. And Dennis Tyrell, Tyrell Metalworks, stood up and hooked me up. Let me use the shop, finish my knives, and essentially bailed me out of a really bad spot. It was an incredible shop. Uh, he has an incredible shop for the amount of space he has. I love this community. Look at that. Nice. 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 Good news. Wow. That's what we like to hear. Uh, here's another one. This one's from Ian Jack Art. Ian, Ian Jack Art. Ian Jack Art. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a student. I'm a student sh uh, shop teacher. Uh, all the kids at the shop have been really inspired by bladesmiths. Uh, all over it late uh, all over it lately bladesmiths all over it lately posting that pic or video may brighten a child's day to inspire them keep it up uh and then uh caleb gant aka kale b says story of positivity for you i rescued a dog from her 14 week stay in a shelter and she's absolutely awesome not much of a story but it sure is positive so this is like local radio, isn't it? At the end of the news. I know. I know. I love it. I love it. I, I, I was kind of hoping someone says, uh, can you, I'd like to wish happy birthday to uh, Mike, Michael Hunt. Michael Hunt, happy <laughs> exactly. birthday. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Michael Hunt. <laughs> or Hugh, His friends call him Mike. Yeah, or Hugh Janus. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Janus. Yeah. yeah. Happy, happy 34th anniversary to Hugh Janus. Um, and the last one comes from our friend Bell Baltic Blades. I don't want you guys to think that I got a thing for Baltic Blades. Here's some positivity. After KTP mentioned me a few times, some makers whom I looked up to started following me. This made my day. Thank you, guys. It means so much. Nice. There you go. Positivity. Nice. We've got a message in the chat uh, from Made Lyle Style, and it says, if Butthole Blades, who's, who's a listener of the show, we call him regularly, if Butthole yeah. Blades doesn't have a butthole for a maker's mark, is he really committed to the brand? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, if you're in the chat, Griffiths Handmade came up with, give me some of them good names. I forgot all them good names. Uh, Griffiths Handmade wrote in Jack Mayhoff. That's a good one. If you want to send in the good ones, I I used to listen to Howard Stern. And I still listen to Howard Stern, and and, and he he they always have good names. I always forget those good names. I can't, Seymour I can't Butts, Seymour yeah, Butts, is old the classic yeah, Simpsons one. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. uh, yeah. All right. That's okay. It. The time of the show. <laughs> this is the time of the sh show where we talk about what we're up to next week um, and where we'd like to be this time next week so we're, we're sort of setting an agenda if you like Morocco, do you want to go first this week sure uh next week i'm looking forward to the weather staying cool uh and staying well hydrated um and just being productive without making any mistakes what else can you ask for in the knife making shop honestly Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Being productive without getting hurt, without making mistakes. That's what we like. Jeffrey. Well, I'm excited because this is 4th of July weekend and my wife has turned normal holidays into fun holidays. So uh, in the winter for New Year's and boxing or boxing is the day, New Year's Day, we do a lot of 
winter cooking and 4th of July, we do a lot of summer cooking. So this whole four, three day weekend for me is going to be cooking, cooking, cooking. And we're off the wagon because it's the way we've been very, we've been all diligent for a long, long time. So we're going to have awesome three days of eating and drinking and then back to the back to our monkish ways and then uh, after that <laughs> back to the misery back to misery yeah back to the misery it which makes it all much better it makes a little misery makes it all that much better and then um we're getting ready i got a pile of knives i've just finished i gotta finish up just put them in the mail and i am getting ready for my vacation that will have my entire order list with the exception of one or two knives or three knives four knives out the door so i'll by five the time I come, six by the time i come back from vacation i will only have four custom knives on the order on the board on the board nice wow. i'm so excited I, this is years this is years coming this is yeah I, I pulled it back from like 75 yeah nice very nice Um, so my wish for the week, um, I've got two very important packages coming this week. So we mentioned last week about um, some handle material where I've been working with a factory to make something quite special. Um, samples are definitely coming this week. I was hoping they would have been last week, but I've been told they're definitely here this week. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and when they do come, it won't be a secret. I'll, I'll happily share exactly what they are and everything. Um, but yeah, some really, really special stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also have a lot of laser cut stuff coming um, with regards to the final designs of these these folding knives, which have gone on forever and ever. Um, I finally committed to stuff. Um, and I've got a bunch of them already here, but um, there's a lot more coming so ready. So I can I can make a big, big old bunch before they sort of go on sale. Um, so that's cool. Um, things have really opened up and just really changed here in France the last sort of two or three weeks. So um, we had our first night market this week, which is when everybody just goes out, eats together and drinks together, that kind of thing. Um, and that's going to be a regular thing now. So a couple of times a week, that'll be happening in various villages around here. So yeah, it's really nice and the sun's out and the, yeah, it's all, all good. So I'm just hoping for another week of, yeah, good times, good times and good stuff arriving in the post. Now, I think that's a show. Um, thank you all for listening. Well, do you want to, don't you want to announce our upcoming vacation? Shall we? Shall we? I okay, mean, yeah, we should do. We should do. Um, Hugh G. Rection was um, another caller we could have on the show. Yeah. Um, Haywood, you blow me. Was another. You blow yeah. me. You blow me. Okay. Um, sorry, if you listen on Monday, you're thinking, what the hell am I on about? These these are comments that people are putting in the chat for us when we talk about possible call in names. Um, but yes, back to back to taking a small vacation. So. Um, We've been doing this podcast for six years now, six whole years, um, or I have anyway, and the guys have been doing it for, no, I've been doing it for five years, and I think you guys, you're on your third year now, maybe. It's a long, long time, and we generally don't take breaks. We took maybe two weeks off over Christmas, and that's it, um, and I think we could do with sort of maybe freshening up the show a little as well, so we're having, next week will be our last show before we take a two-week break. Um, we'll be back stronger than ever with new bits, whole lots of energy, and it's going to be good for us all. So, yeah, so next week we're hoping to get a guest on as well. 
Um, we won't mention who he is because we haven't actually reached out yet. But he's been <laughs> on before. Might not have, might not even happen. But yeah, exactly. Would you, but he's been on before. It's a good guest to have. So, um, yeah, we're hoping next week's show is going to be a, a, a belter to go out with. We're going to have two weeks off, and then we'll be back stronger and better than ever. <sighs> Thank you all for listening. Um, and for all those who are watching live and who have been in the chat and people who've called up and so on, this is what makes the show, this sort of interaction with people. Um, Griffith's Handmaids is saying four years long. It feels like eight. It feels like eight, but maybe it is four years. Um, I thought it was five. Anyway, it's a long, long time. We've been doing the show for a long, long time. So anyway, yes, thank you all for listening. Um, we should speak to you all again very, very soon. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. It is hot as balls in this room. It's really <laughs> hot. I just Jeez. pulled up that advertisement I sent you guys about those underwear. The tagline is social distance your balls from your legs. <laughs> <laughs> So these are boxer shorts with like a little pocket inside, but rather they, than just have one it, pocket, they've got two pockets. So you actually split they your call balls. It the ball hammock. Oh. The, the ball hammock is what <laughs> they can't be comfortable. It's like those socks, you know, the socks with the individual bits for each toe. Ugh. <laughs> those are the worst. Awful. Awful. Terrible Awful. things. Awful. Terrible things. So two weeks off. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm going to go to I Wisconsin. I know what I'm doing. We're all going yeah. to Wisconsin with Jeff and Jeff's you know, family. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> be a long drive. We're going to invite Brigham as well. Brigham and Kendall's coming too. We're having a road trip. We're all going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long a drive is it? 15 hours. I know for you it's nothing, but like it's flat. I oh, mean, it's it still, is like long New, Jer- New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, into Indiana into uh illinois and then wisconsin it's not my wife and i used to do it all the time we used to leave at four o'clock in the morning and and then you know it's just it's not a beautiful drive so it's Hmm. just like hauling ass and we'll have two dogs with us and oh we'll see do you guys have to drive through pennsylvania yeah this way i mean we just do route 80 the whole Mm -hmm. way basically yeah there's not a whole lot of choice all the all the various times I drove across the country, for some reason, Pennsylvania just seemed to go on for fucking ever. It was crazy. Hmm. I went to school in Ohio and to get, to get to we have to do the same the same route, the same route, and it's just like you gotta. I mean, it is awful. It is an awful drive. It's just boring, you know. Yeah, I tell you what, the greatest drive, the greatest drive from my house to uh, Montreal, is just like you're driving through the Adirondacks and it is beautiful from as you know, like once you get on the highway directly to Montreal, it's the best. And the cool thing is you're in New York. And then all of a sudden it's like everything, the radio stations start to turn French. And then there's the signs start to look European. Next thing you know, we call it France junior. It's great. (laughs) You can, you can leave in the morning and then drive for lunch. You'll be in France junior. We love it. Wow. Wow. Very nice. Stop and see Josh Scott. No, no, I'm not seeing anybody. No, we're gonna no. we're gonna stop it. We're, 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 I, I mean, I would, but we're, I'm with I'm with two people who have no interest in. We, we need to get we need to get 
we need to get to Wisconsin like before it gets dark. So we're really yeah. there's you stops the bathroom and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No. Nice. What Mareka, what will you be up to? Friday be Friday sp- nights to yourself again. Yeah. Uh we're gonna be spending uh, a lot of time with family and friends actually. Um we're gonna be so my wife's family has a lake house on an island in the Puget Sound. Oh and wow. we're wow. we're gonna go up there um and spend about a week up there actually with some fam with some longtime friends of Sarah's. They're really great people. Um they got a daughter that's maybe a year or two older than Victor, so he'll have somebody to hang out and play with too while we just kind of hang out and cook food and lounge and basically have n- not much more responsibility outside of making sure the kids stay safe. Nice. Um and then I think the weekend before that, I'm, we're going to my my wife's sister has a beach house. And so we're going to go out there. Well, you the married well, Morocco. Jeez. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> they have a beach house and uh, it's a long, it's on Long Beach in Washington. And there's just, you know, it's, it's really nice out there. The um, super low key, there's tons of oyster beds uh, and oyster farms out there. So we'll get some oysters going. And there's actually some cheese makers out there as well. And it's, you know, it's an, it's also kind of like a kitschy um, portion of the Long Beach Peninsula is kind of a kitschy beach town where they have all of like those weird little shops and arcades and stuff just selling tchotchkes and all kinds of kind of shitty stuff, <laughs> souvenir stuff. Hmm. But the, it's nice the, to go down there and get like ice cream and play putt putt golf. The, I'm sorry, the, the island you're talking about isn't Bainbridge Island, is it? No, it's not. No, sorry. It's uh, I can't even remember what island it is right now, but it's it's only like twenty minute drive, thirty minute drive from where we live. Sounds good. Oh, so perfect. Catch, is there no restrictions yeah. for you? But going between states now, is everything just sort of open? There never in was. The US? Really? There never was. No, never was. Wow. That this is the biggest the biggest joke of it all. Is wow. There was this concept that the police were gonna like look to see how many cars were in your parking lot you in your driveway for Thanksgiving and they were going to burst through the doors and like put you under arrest with turkey in your face. It's the yeah. stupid, there was no restrictions. You know, they, they say we want you to, we want you to do a quarantine, but I mean, no one's, they got people got bigger fish to fry than that. They don't give a shit. Yeah. So there's no wow. restrictions. I mean, I'm sure that if you, I mean, back, I mean, my sisters came back and forth from Florida at one point and no one stopped and they had New York plates. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Cause I mean, you guys talk about, you know, 15-hour drives and, you know, and so on, still staying within the States. But, you know, a 15-hour drive for me is going through three or four different countries with different borders everywhere, you know, yeah, each one sure. having different restrictions and so on. It's mad yeah. that you, you you can just, yeah, travel that way. Well, it's I mean, cool. it's great. I mean, you pay a slight Yeah, no, it's toll. cool. It's great yeah. because you don't have to, like, go through checkpoints. And stuff. I mean, we, to, get to, to get into Montreal can be a production, mm-hmm. you know, getting in that border shit is tough but, but no you you don't even you can cross through uh states without even a toll booth like there'll be a toll booth like 15 miles past the border if there's no Jeez. this isn't like you know there's no like border guards between new jersey and new york Jeez, <laughs> yeah. jeez. so what have you guys been um watching listening to reading what's what's been i've, I've been it feels as if i've been sort of out of sort of like the social world you know what everybody's watching and all the rest of it because you know we've been back in the uk and we've been back and i've just had my head down for a couple of weeks now so yeah what what are people watching what's 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 cool these days 
I don't know what's cool, but I just <laughs> went. I just watched uh, About Time again. It's um, it's I think the movie came out in like 2010 or 11. It's um, it's about time travel and about it's like, it's interesting. It's a it's a story about the relationship between his son and his and and his father, and and I feel like you don't really see a lot of those kind of movies. Hmm. Honestly, it's more usually I feel like it's more about like the 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 daughter and the father or or vice versa the son and the mom or the mom and the daughter but it's usually more focused around women's relationships and so um i I really love the movie though it's kind of a rom-com it's really good um it's got rachel mcadams in it who is obviously a babe (laughs) and uh and uh it's it's just really it's it's a really good heartfelt movie and it's it's probably for me. It's probably one of the top ten movies I've I've ever watched, and I love every time I watch about it. Time. I, I love watching. Cool. It's about where do you time, see that? Is man. it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. It's it's cool. It's a Look really it good movie. Nice, Jeff. Are you allowing yourself to watch TV these days? I mean, it's like I don't really watch a lot of TV. The the TVs I watch, the the things I watch are dumb. I, I tell you what, you're gonna you're gonna make fun of me for this, but like, I kind of enjoy. The algorithm on reels. I find mm. it to be fascinating. Oh, you just you like, I, put, I literally you just put like <laughs> I put I, I flip, but then I count how long between flips to see what's gonna be next. And it's like this great I can't like my my kid my kid likes TikTok and stuff like that. And I'll talk to her about different different songs. And if you if you listen to one song, all of a sudden it comes up ten times. Mm. And it was like this strange. It's like this strange, like slot machine. Like I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like I'm fat. I'm I. Everyone complains about the algorithm. You got to beat the algorithm. I find it to be fascinating. Yeah, I never I, look at reels. At never ever look at reels. It's bizarre, and I can't. Yeah. I'm compa- I'm compelled, and I don't know why. And I find <laughs> that I'm like it's almost like I'm having this moment of like. I heard this woman's lip syncing to the song and then the next woman's lip syncing to the second same song. And the next thing you know, I'm involved with sexy farmers. And then <laughs> and then I, I'm sending those sexy farmers to bed. Sexy farmers specifically. Sexy farmers. So I'm sending these, yeah, okay. these, these like sexy farmers girls driving tractors and i'm sending him to ben and i said is this what it's like at your place and he goes no he's like and and he writes back he says you know what's funny is i'm on for some reason i'm in the sex i guess i'm getting a lot of sexy fiddle players so she he's so ben (laughs) is getting sexy fiddle players and i i and then i went from sexy farmers to like goth kids and it was this strange i'm trying to find the bridge between it all and it's like this and my, my, my kid is just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, man. To be honest with you, I'm like, I'm like trying to like, I'm trying to like figure out where to go and what I should be, how fast I should be going and see how I can get it back. And it's weird. Uh, bizarre. Strange. I find it bizarre. Very strange. Uh, there you go. That's what I'm watching. Embarrassed. There we go. Well, I think that's a show, to be honest with you. I think we're done. Um, yeah. Let's try and get a guest in for next week then. That would be cool. Um, should Dr. We... Laren, do we think? Yeah, let's let's reach out to Doctor Laren. Uh, yeah, Mareko, you're good. the you're the heavy here, so maybe, maybe you should reach out to him, see if he wants to come on, or we'll do a group chat or whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, yeah. And if not, I've got yeah. Doctor Chris's details. I can just drop it. Oh, in that's come on that, at any point. P.S. Oh no, we're not stopping now. Now I wanted to talk to you guys something because the funny thing is, is Craig sent me a message saying that Bill Cosby 
Ah. released from prison and 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 you said we're going to talk about this on the podcast and i was so excited to talk about the podcast because i wanted to break both both your balls because i thought all right craig's gonna say i can't believe it bill cosby and bill cosby and i was going to bring up the fact that when i had on dr chris from episodes and episodes ago about the uh, midnight strangler what was the zodiac killer zodiac killer yeah you two chicken hearts (laughs) thought that he was gonna the zodiac killer was gonna listen so you didn't want to say anything because you're afraid the Zodiac killer was going to come on and get you. And I'm thinking, I can't wait till they talk about OJ. We're going to talk about OJ. We're going to talk about Cosby. And then I'm just going to just lay him out. <laughs> that was my wife. When when I mentioned what we do with the Zodiac killer thing, she was like, well, you can't say anything because he could be listening. He could be listening. That is hilarious. This is the <laughs> most hilarious thing of all time. If you listen back, all right, guys, here's your, your if you're, if you're waiting for, you know, for our holiday, you know, our holiday week, go back and listen to Dr. Dr. Chris episode, because these two guys clammed up completely because they're afraid some 105 year old strangler is going to show up at their doorstep and choke them. <laughs> The main reason I was quiet because I could see Doctor Chris's big titties <laughs> jiggling about on his bed. <laughs> go back, go back, go back. Tell He's the story. Mesmerized. Here's the, now here's your chance, guys. You go back and listen to that episode, knowing that when Craig got him, it was like at the time we were not doing three in the afternoon. We were doing like seven o'clock in the morning. You know, seven o'clock in the morning. No, it was yeah. like no, it was like no, it was like nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So Doctor Chris was down in Florida. So Doctor Chris gets on with Craig. Craig can see and we can't and describe what you saw with the fucking Zodiac investigator. So this was sold to me as this guy was investigating the Zodiac killer and he's from a high level university and they've got some leads on the kind of knives that it could have been. And they wanted to describe the knife, and because obviously we have knife sort of experts listen to the show, maybe could, somebody could help him with the lead. That's how it was sort of sold to me, and I was like, okay, that'd be cool. Let's get him on the show. So I'm expecting this this high level professor now coming on. And um, at the time, we we weren't doing live video, um, but we we've always done sort of video between us. I suppose we could we could sort of see each other, that kind of thing. And um, when we have guests, we were using Skype at the time, so I could see them, but the other guys couldn't. So imagine um, like a really bad 80s slasher movie where they always go to like these really like shitty like motels, these like really, really bad motel. Imagine one of these with this guy who I don't mean to be unkind, but he was overweight. He was a big guy. You said he had titties. <laughs> it's pretty warm in this in this thing. You could, there's a big fan going there. You could, exactly like an 80s slasher film. It, it was terrible. So he's there. He got his top off. He's on the bed. He's got his top off. He's got this big, like, three-gallon bottle of like coca-cola which he's drinking at the, the same gold. time it's spilling all down into his cleavage, <laughs> it was, and, uh, cleavage. so we're talking and occasionally we tell your joke or a little and, and he'd giggle and his, his titties are jumping up and down it was it was the worst it, it it wasn't how it was sold to me put it that way so yeah and we didn't find the killer. We didn't find the surprise, surprise. We didn't find the killer. Well, the, the so he reached out to me and I thought, hey, this would be a great thing for the show. Yeah. And then afterwards, Jared Thatcher reached out and said, all right, here's exactly what happens. This is exactly what happened. Griffith handmade just did a good one. He says, careful. Dr. Chris, Dr. Chris is the Ohio cheese it killer. 
<laughs> but all that is <laughs> it's nothing you just made a cheese it's a cracker ah, right, okay. a cracker okay. so 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 jared figured it out jared, based on the description it was i mean we really had we made a lot more sense than the investigators the investigators didn't have and jared actually coughed up an image of what he thought it was based on the description the kind of sheet that was the kind of this the kind of that and what your people are using and he collected butcher knives and then as soon as we i told i said all right we're going to talk about jared jared figured it out he's like don't mention my name too because obviously he thought too that he thought this 90 year old geezer is going to come after him too but it, it was, was hilarious yeah. that might have been you know what that might have been an awesome bit especially if we had like crack the case it's even more funny because the way you describe it with this fat that dude oh, like burping was... soda down at seven o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning yeah. and kitty's out lying on <laughs> the bed oh, i don't oh think God. he was genuinely from a university i think he was just like some dodgy bounty hunter you know <laughs> and he was stuck in a motel <laughs> on his way to go <laughs> i mean yeah, I, I can you can only like, like prove you you know it was so everything was so fast paced on getting him in i was just like Goose. yeah but that is that makes it was me laugh fun. so hard. It was fun. Yeah, things we do on this show, eh? Right, I'm heading off. I've got a wife to. Uh... <laughs> I was going to say to entertain them. That's easy, terrible. Easy, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's like eleven o'clock with. there, right? To have dinner have with. Mercy. That's what have I meant. Mercy. Have That's mercy. what I meant. Right, I'm ending the stream. Thank you all. Bye bye. This show is brought to you by. The Makery, the podcast network for makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.